Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Worman. Uh, we're going to be talking today about um, our uh, NFL uh, Chiefs roster predictions and how they actually came out. Uh, but maybe we're first going to start with a trivia question, I think, for Mike. Are you ready? Sure. Qu the quick question here is, um, we, we know that um, you know Mahomes has taken a big bump in his uh, pay salary for this year but he's not the number one uh, quarterback by salary. Uh, who is? And the current, the current highest? Highest paid quarterback in the NFL. For this, this, for this, this season? Yeah. Because some of those contracts going down the line are higher for total, like total money, but for this. Deshaun Watson, and, uh, which is really looking like a good deal right now for the uh, Browns. Uh, and I think Russell Wilson has a pretty high is it, is, it, is it Rogers this year? It is not Rogers. He may not. Um, he, I know the Packers by um, spending are like sixth or something at the quarterback position. But the number number one team I think is a bit surprising, and then the overall highest paid quarterback is surprising as well. Yeah, the Packers are sixth at their quarterback position. Hmm. Um, is it? Could it? I don't think it's, it wouldn't be Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, no, it's not Mahomes. It's not Brady. Um, I don't think. Hmm. Maybe Matthew Stafford. I'm not sure. It is not Stafford either. He, I guess, he is by um, one metric, but not by the, um, I guess, cap hit. I guess is what comes at the end. I'm, I'm, I'm stumped, uh, Andrews. Yeah. It is um, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I was thinking, oh, maybe Matt Ryan. Okay, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. That's Interesting. Right. 38.6 is his cap hit for this year. Wow. The highest uh, cap hit. Okay. Mahomes is a uh, second, 35.8 uh, million. Cousins is third, 41 million. Ooh. Jared Goff, fourth, 31.1. Wouldn't want to be one of the third or fourth uh, guys, but I, yeah. guess, I guess they're serviceable enough. But yeah, that seems. <laughs> And it's a kind of surprising. I think the by the fifth uh, by total cap hit um, isn't a quarterback, but it's um, also on the, the Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones is fifth. Ooh, the Chiefs have two two of the five highest, the five highest cap players by cap hit. Yeah, uh, Rogers is sixth by cap hit. I think Frank Clark's next year is going to be up in the third uh, above thirty million as well. So is that right? Yeah, they have a lot of. Uh, I, Think they will restructure that deal at the very least, or like you know, like Clark go if he's wow. going to cap it at that high. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought that was impressive. I just happened to catch that uh, looking at um, a spot track and saw that uh, the Chiefs were not the highest quarterback spender, even though they have they have the biggest overall contract. I think that in the league right now. Um, I think some of the recent ones have been even higher per per uh, average uh, annual value than Mahomes, or at least a little bit. But uh, Kyler Murray, I think, is and stuff like that. But I, I, those, a lot of those don't don't uh, really kick in until a couple of years from now. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Anyway. 
So, um, yeah, so how, how did we do on our uh, roster predictions for Chiefs for the season? Well, it looks like we did pretty well. We correctly surmised that they would keep three quarterbacks. I think that's what we were leaning to last time. They kept uh, Bouchelle, um, and we were thinking they were going to keep Bouchelle, but then we were wondering about Henny. And I believe you said that you know they, they were you know there was uh, that was what what happened. So three quarterbacks that threw everything else into a little bit of a numbers crunch because um, we also kept four running backs. Uh, Ronald Jones played his way onto the. Uh, roster in the last preseason game, said Andy Reid. Um, uh, five running backs to include uh, Michael Burton, the fullback, but right. Edward Zelaire, McKinnon, Pacheco, and Ronald Jones are the top four running backs. I guess they did. They did mention that um, uh, Andy Reid. I guess said said that uh, they didn't necessarily plan on having all five dress for every game. So they yeah. they thought they might be uh, creative with how they um, uh, set the actual individual game lineups. Anyway, not they are unlikely to have all five active. Yeah, but, keep, but keeping those four or five running backs affected the wide receiver position for sure because there are only five receivers that end up getting kept. So Doris Fountain, who, who many thought would be the number six receiver, Josh Gordon, some, uh, I think you thought would be the number six receiver. Um, nobody was kept. I thought maybe, I thought maybe uh, Corey Coleman might be kept as the number six guy. Uh, but um, Fountain went to the practice squad. Mm -hmm. um, Gordon, I believe, is on the Titans practice squad now. That's right. Um, so they kept the five. And, uh, and Coleman didn't end up on the practice squad, though, either, did he? I don't think so. I'm not sure where Corey I Coleman. I don't think so. I don't know that he wound up anywhere. Unless he, um, yeah, got picked up by another team. Uh, I see him as a free agent right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean he won't get picked up by somebody in the next. Right. Uh, as as practice squads churn, people get hurt. Things well, like I think that. there's are there, are there um, two like alternate leagues starting this year too? After yeah, we have the, the season. The we have the USFL coming back, and I believe the X, XFL again, right? Yeah, the what third iteration of the XFL, I guess. Yeah, at least yes. Um, yeah. Sure, everybody's excited about that. Just as just as excited as I'm sure you are about King Charles the Third beginning his reign. It's about time, or is it not about time? I don't know. I think it's about time. It's 70 years of Queen Elizabeth. Queen is dead. Long live the king. We can say now. Mm -hmm. If we were uh, British subjects, I guess we are not since we're Americans. Do Do you predict that um he will have as long of a reign? <laughs> as he would. He is, I believe. 73 years old right now. So he would have to live to 143 to make that make it that even with advances in technology and he be, him being the king of England who probably has the most one of the you know access to met the best medical care in the world. I do not see him going over um, 70 years for sure. Not sixty, not fifty, probably not even thirty years is uh, on the outside. If he lives to be over a hundred, um, you're taking the under on the. Uh, I'm taking the under. Years. I'm taking the under on seventy. Uh, what about <laughs> what? What about uh, let's say twenty five? Would you take the over or the under on twenty five? Assuming we, he doesn't abdicate, because you know he, there's one of those. Right. Do you think he lives long enough to be to, to age uh, ninety eight, two years older than his mother? Do we, I mean, about the same age as his father who died when he died. 
are we are we um are we able to bet on um someone's life expectancy <laughs> is that, uh, probably in, in england probably they bet okay. on all sorts of things the irish books they can bet on all sorts of things <laughs> you think 25 um, is a good over under i think i think that's a that's that's a, that is a good over under number but it seems it seems hard to take the over on that one anyway but uh i would take the under probably because i don't think yeah but 20 would be i think too low Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it seems, it seems pretty crazy to <laughs> to take it over on a twenty five years though. Yeah, it's a little. It feels a little bit like when uh, Pope John Paul II died, uh, as he was the only Pope that was around in my lifetime. Pretty much, uh, he became Pope in nineteen seventy eight, the same year we were born. Right. Um, you may have been born during the month of <laughs> Pope John Paul the first, but. Uh, I, I, believe, I, don't recall, I don't recall that though. Yeah, it's one of those things where it, was, it feels like it's been, um, yeah, an interesting occurrence because now that you know they're gonna have new, you're gonna have new money, you're gonna have new, um, you know, God, it'll be God save the king be the will be the national anthem. It'll be it'll be a lot right. different. Um, Something that hasn't been for seventy years. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, well, yeah. Since, since we're talking about King Charles, uh, Charles in charge. Now I've seen people. Does that become the national show of England officially? Yes, I believe so. It's always so popular here. That's indication. Right. With uh, going from Charles back to the Chiefs, uh, what do we what do we think? Um, maybe we can th- we can think of uh, the Chiefs roster. Well, we do have we don't have any kings on the roster, but Prince Tega Wanogo made. Uh, the squad as the kind of last lineman. Um, Chiefs kept eight linemen. I think that's about maybe one less than we thought they would keep. We thought maybe they'd keep nine, but um, they went with uh, only th- four. Oh, maybe they did. Uh, no, they did keep nine. They kept nine. Uh, we were thinking maybe they would keep ten. One one backup for each position. Right. Um, so they kept Brown, Tooney. Humphrey Smith Wiley, no surprises there. Um, Allegretti is listed as the backup for all three interior positions. Mm. We have three backup tackles: Jaron Christian, uh, Darren Kennard, the fifth round draft pick this year, and Prince Tega Monogo, um, who maybe will be invited to the coronation, being a foreign prince. Uh, do you think he would go? Do you think? Do you think he's going to get invited? Is he a real prince? We we talked about this before. Take the uh, over under on uh, <laughs> on uh, one invite. Just, over under on number of chiefs invited to the uh, uh, the coronation. Uh, do I'll do a one one half. One half over under. I'll take the under. I'll take the under as well. Even Andy Reid, I don't think he'd be invited to the coronation. It's like the uh, the under underground betting ring of the uh, <laughs> hour. hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and and. We talked about the tight ends, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, they kept four tight ends, like we thought, although they ended up moving Bell to the um, injured list. And now um, the tight ends are Kelsey, Gray, and Fortson. Um, and it seems like since Bell is going, going uh, to the injured list, uh, somebody will be brought up to replace him, probably on defense, though, because the numbers, I think, they 27 to 23 offense to defense. 
I think yeah at the at the deadline at least anyway. Yeah, yeah. I guess it probably it's unlikely to be that not including you know, the three specialists on the paper team, right? Butker, Winchester, and Townsend. I yeah, that was not a surprise that they kept Bell, but I don't know. That's what we would have done. But the, but but they really like having Bell around as the guy who kind of runs some of those design quarterback runs and things like that sneaks. Uh, so because of um, Mahomes' freak injury that one. Uh, that one night in Denver. Right. Which has led them to uh, never quarterback sneak again, right? Yeah, it has, at least not with Mahomes as the quarterback. Uh, they've lined up uh, Kelsey in there to take the snap. They've lined up Bell a few times to take the snap. And I think random, random Wildcat style um, with different running backs too, right? But, uh, yeah, no, no, um, no. No direct quarterback sneak anyway. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, I'm sure it's, being a little bit gun shy after Mahomes got hurt, even though I think it was a freak incident that's not going to be because again, Mahomes runs the ball and gets tackled all the time. Um, and he'll even run it, you know, into the end zone from uh, short yardage sometimes. But it, the sneak, there hasn't been one like that. It's not, yeah, it's been a more of a designed like run pass option rather than a straight up sneak, anyway. None of that anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. How about, uh, how about on the defensive side? How, how did we do over there? We did fairly well, although I believe we, we, we correctly surmised that they would keep 10 defensive linemen, although I believe we thought there would be five interior linemen and five defensive ends that were kept. There ended up being only four interior linemen, Nadia and Jones as the starters, Colin Saunders and Tershawn Wharton as the, as the backups. Uh, we thought maybe Danny Shelton might get in there or, or one of the other. Um, defensive tackles, but um, they ended up keeping six defensive ends, uh, which um, uh, keeping uh, uh, Dana and Jones as the as the starters. Uh, maybe Carl Loftus will will rotate in there. I mean, Dana and uh, Clark as the as are listed as the first team ends on um, the Chiefs website. Carl Loftus and Dunlap rotating in, and then um, we have Malik Herring and Joshua Kando. Um, both acquired last year. Um, we thought maybe one of the two would be kept, but they decided to keep both of them. Um, what do you think of that? Um, I mean, seems fine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brett Veach said that they were concerned about getting uh, both defensive ends through waivers. They thought, you know, if we only kept five receivers, Doris Fountain or one of the other receivers is, would, would make it onto the practice squad. Slip through. Thought, they thought Harry and Kando. Day. Both of them, neither of them would would be as likely to make it through waivers and okay. would be picked up onto a fifty three man roster somewhere else. So that's the main reason they kept six ends. Um, but some of those uh, defensive tackles uh, that they didn't keep ended up on the practice squad, so they, you might see them as the season winds on. Um, they they did they kept. I think most of the players they cut in the final day, I think it was just a couple, right? They ended up not, I think 14, 14 of the players that, that were cut on the last day, I think were, were kept on the, on the practice I squad. I think so. Yeah, they only brought in a couple of players from outside to be on the practice squad. Uh, they brought in the quarterback from uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, they have a fourth quarterback. Um, right. Practice squad. Um, and then a linebacker they, they grabbed from... From somebody too. Um, from somebody that was cut in the last day. 
Yeah. Uh, or safety, maybe. Yeah, Wiggins, the safety from... Wiggins, that's right. Yeah. And they, and they ended up, um, I guess, releasing... What, somebody from the... That they, I think, originally signed to the practice squad. But yeah, it was... Kamara uh, ended up letting go. Yeah, Kamara. Space, Pensive end. Um, for somebody else, too. Yeah, so they kept Cornell Powell. They kept Taylor Stallworth and um, Danny Shelton and some of those guys we were kind of wondering about on the, on the bubble. Right. Uh, they also brought in Kendall Blanton, the tight end uh, from Washington, who they tried to get off of uh, waivers. I mean, uh, in the preseason, but uh, was picked up by Washington. Uh, Washington that would re- release him, and, and then he ended up uh, on the Chiefs practice squad. Uh, and yeah, um, but the Chiefs only kept ended up keeping four linebackers right. on the main roster. And and I think one of the ideas was that one of those linebackers, probably Elijah Lee, was going to be brought up to the fifty-three man roster once Bell um, made it to the injured list. Um, uh, Injured reserve is injured reserve in football now. It's been injured reserve. Yeah, and there's two. I think there's two different flavors of the injured reserve too. There's the there's uh, the pop there's the pop list of the full season, season, the, and, and, full uh, season and partial season. Yeah. Yeah. Injured reserve. I think uh, I think Bell has to miss the first four weeks. Four, yeah. I think you can only bring three people off the IR over the course of the season. So, um, okay. He's one of the three of them. And it, I, I just noticed this too by um, by salary. The Chiefs have the um, least expensive linebacker core in the NFL. Ooh, right. so yeah, they're all on the rookie contracts, basically. Yes, <laughs> that's how you do it. Only keep four, and then have them all be rookies. Rookies okay. or, or 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 veteran minimum, I think, is maybe what right. um, Darius Harris is on. Um, yeah, so they have. Uh, Bolton and Gay and Chanel are all rookies. Darius Harris is a veteran, um, but uh, also very cheap. He's somebody who also played his way onto the onto the uh, team. I think they said in the in the last preseason game. Um, the line the linebackers make up two point two percent of the uh, Chiefs roster by salary. By cap. Harris, I believe, is also what on what it would be would be equivalent of the rookie contract. He's been believed a couple of times. He's a He's been on the Chiefs in some capacity since 2019, uh, but he was an undrafted free agent, so he doesn't have the contracts deal in the same way that the, uh, Bolton or, or Gaywood uh, or, or Chanel. So he's been around. Um, but Elijah Lee, he's probably going to be kept. He was he was brought in as a free agent. Yeah, he's probably also going to be cheap. He, yeah, he should be. The, the, second, the secondary also ranked very um, inexpensively, too, amongst other teams. 30th, yeah, I think, 30th most expensive NFL secondary. Ooh, wow. Because the, the Chiefs have got, they got younger on the secondary, got younger in the linebacking core. They got younger in many areas. I think they went from a, um, a, a, a roster that had an average age that was one of the 10 oldest last year to one of the 10 youngest this year. Um, I think the average age is like 25.6 or something like that. Very, very young. Um, yeah, they kept Gary Sneed, Trent McDuffie, no surprise. Um, Rashad Fenton, the three holder, uh, three, probably the three of the three starters, uh, if you include corner, two, two outside corners and a slot corner. And then the draft picks, 
uh, lower round draft picks, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. And then they also kept um, over your favorite name on the Chiefs, DiCaprio Boodle. Right. They kept Chris Lemons, Lamans, who apparently the um, his special team's prowess outweighed any potential legal action that is coming his way. Apparently. <laughs> Although we saw that Frank Clark got, take, got his legal problems taken care of yesterday. Did you hear about this? I did not hear that. No, that's great. Uh, he pled uh, guilty uh, to, to, to his weapons violation and only has like, you know, he's got like 40 hours of community service. Mm-hmm. Those 40 hours can only be served during Chiefs games. <laughs> On the football field. <laughs> he's doing great service for the community. By, uh, he's, he's forced to clean up the Chiefs. stadium. After Maybe the, after the game. Yeah, after the game yeah, that's what we did. Um, so we think we did pretty well. We got we, we predicted. I think just we probably missed three or four uh, of the final cuts, but we were, I think, prescient in believing that they were going to keep the all keep Buchel as quarterback and even the four running backs. Uh, so yeah. I think we did a pretty good job. I think uh, are, how disappointed are you that um, Zane Anderson uh, didn't make the final roster, but but did get picked up for the practice squad? I am, I I knew I I am somewhat disappointed that he made the practice squad because this means that he's going to get onto the field at some point. He's going to blow a game at some point uh, because he because you know Spagnolo needs a somebody who's terrible. Uh, out there like a Daniel Sorensen or a Ben Neiman or as we've seen a Zane Anderson out on the field costing the Chiefs victories or at least uh, providing very costly penalties at at wrong times or letting people uh, get by him uh, because he was completely outmatched in coverage Uh, and this is yeah this is a bit troubling. Um, How how do you really feel about it though Mike? That's um... yeah they got also he got rid of they got rid of Matt Bushman who they gave an he was on he was injured they gave an injury settlement to him and they waived uh, so I guess it's possible he might come back but he was the BYU player that I was thinking maybe he could latch on as the fourth tight end at some point right um, but then Kendall Blanton being brought in and Bell going on the IR probably the Bushman's not going out even though he played well in the preseason but uh, you know Andy Reid and his BYU guys yeah um, he's gonna get a there's gonna be a, I think I think they made it sound like the like that by the designation for the injury settlement that they were likely to bring it back somehow. I guess right. I think yeah, they had to knock another guy off the sixteen man injured a sixteen man practice squad at some point. But um, hopefully, I don't know. He seemed like he was pretty good, but also Blanton seems like a good prospect too. Uh, so I don't think the Chiefs are shorter or a tight end. Well, I think one one spot's supposed to open up though, right? Because they'll they'll have to when they um, move uh, the injured tight end uh, off. The roster, which I think just happened, they just haven't. So when they move the, one of the players up, I guess there will be one spot. There will be them. one slot, which I think may go to Bushman, I guess, and then possible, and then they may designate him immediately, and then it also could go, yeah. somebody else on, on the list, I guess, for the, uh, for the practice squad too, right? Yeah, it could also go to somebody like Eric Gore, uh, who was also injured and given a, you know, he's been played with Chiefs before as a backup running back. Um, but yeah. they, they maybe they'll there'll just be a, a line of injured players they can bring on and then onto the uh, injured list. Yes, back like back door basically through the uh, through the roster mechanism that's there anyway, right? Without having to put them on the main roster to start with, right? 
I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, so, I, think, I think that does that conclude our Chiefs initial roster uh, overview. And first first game is um, Sunday. Sunday against the Cardinals. The the Chiefs are favored by six now. They opened up as three and a half Ooh. point favorites on the road. It's been bumped up all the way to six. I guess the Chiefs got a lot of money on the three and a half. Um, you have that's a, pretty, a, that's a pretty good move from. Uh, from not from not that long ago. Yeah, it's, it's up to six now at Caesars and a lot of other places. Would you bet the Chiefs at minus six on the road on the against road. Arizona? I, I personally have a hard time betting against the Chiefs, so uh, but um, I, I would take this. I think every time. Would Would you? Would you, you take the six? I take I take the six. Yeah, I bet. I bet it. Chiefs win by touchdown or more. That's what I would assume. Oh, you think they lose by touchdown? You don't. You don't think Andy Reid's going to play it? Uh, too gentlemanly at the end and allow uh, Arizona to get a meaningless touchdown towards the end, uh, bringing it in within uh, four. And then the Chiefs will uh, have the ball and drive it down the field and elect not to kick a field goal or go for a touchdown instead of the clock run out up by four rather than covering the spread. You don't think that's likely? Seems like you've seen this game before. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's likely. I, I would stay away from that game. I think the Chiefs will win. But really? I, I could I could see Andy Andy Reid playing too gentlemanly and allowing uh, the Cardinals to get back within you know maybe be up by four maybe be up by two scores uh, going uh, into the fourth quarter and then not really going for it and a little bit like um, the Chiefs have done against. Tampa a couple of years ago during the regular season, several teams when they kind of just lay it up and and then oh at the end oh we need to keep the ball and make sure that they can't come back and uh, score on us. The Green Bay game last year was a little bit like that. Um, it's been, we'll it's been a recurring theme. <laughs> Ravens played that. I think we used to play the Ravens <laughs> like that before too. Uh, so I'm I'm I would stay away from that game. Maybe go with the over-under. Over-under is 53 and a half. Um, do you like either the over or the under? I I don't like over-under, especially on the first week in a game like this. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I do think that, I, like, I think oppositely from what you had mentioned, I think the Chiefs are um, knowing that their schedule is going to be very difficult this year. I don't think they don't want to take any chances, especially in hmm. the first week. And I, I don't think they're going to uh, pull the gentlemanly card. Is my, is, would be my guess. I think, they, they're, I think they're more likely to just blow it out than – um, that's my hope. Then be then be risky with the, with the game. That's my hope. I would stay away. From, I'm gonna stay away from my game if I was if I were betting. It's like, and I, it's probably wise for us never to bet on the Chiefs because we're too uh, too fans exactly. too, too fans of them. We, we won't use our heads as much. Now, now would you not take the under in this game because you think the Chiefs defense could be so improved that they won't allow basically anything from Arizona? So they would have to the Chiefs would have to score 54 points. Uh, themselves <laughs> to cover the spread. Now, are you going to go that, that homerism or or? Uh... I I can see the game ending up twenty eight twenty four, which would be the nightmare for both the spread and the with, over under. With the Chiefs it, with winning, the ball, tw- electing not to kick, not to kick to it, win, just for you to lose the bet that you're going to make the uh, take the over on. Yeah, I I like um, I've I've seen a lot of. Um, read a lot of things about taking the about over-unders and that the public usually likes to bet the over. So yeah. that means that if you want to win, you should usually bet the under. It's less fun to bet the under. But as they say, it's always under until it's over. 
So you can, can't go back. You're all, you're, you're, you, you know, you have to, you know, you over, you know, you're, you're in, it's more of a stressful game uh, because for most of the game, it's going to be under uh, and then maybe right. it'll get over at the end. But if you're under, usually, uh, you know, you start out that way. Maybe, maybe you can feel good about being under. Um, I mean, a half isn't a terribly high total, though, I don't think, for uh, Mahomes versus Murray, but it's, um, I think it's the highest over under total of any game this uh this we won the Ra- the rams bills was 52 um raiders chargers raiders charged yeah. 52 yeah so um i could i could see the game also being something like 43 to 14 40 to 14 or something like that which would just get over uh, i could see the chiefs blowing them out but i could also see the chiefs struggling and keeping it low i i just uh i'm i'm I just I don't I don't I don't want any part of that the over under or really uh, I don't think I would if I if you had to tell me I would do under and Cardinals but that's not Ooh. what I wow that's that's just betting against what you want though is what it, yes what you're doing there because yeah. it's the Chiefs and you know that because the Chiefs if I if I were up to my own if I had up to my own uh, devices I would say it's Chiefs Chiefs plus Chiefs win by ten. Uh, 35 to or 30, 34, 24, something like that. And that would be 58 over. Hmm. But, yeah, as a, as a true uh, Chiefs fan, you're, you should be assuming that Chiefs are going to win like 60 to nothing and cover the, spread should, them, cover the spread and the over-under by themselves. They don't even need another team on the field to contribute points. <laughs> we should be like the over. To be like the old super fans of the of, of, of the Bears. <laughs> Dick versus a hurricane. <laughs> Who are you taking? Dick. The hurricane is also named Dick. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta go with the hurricane, Bob. <laughs> That's great. Those Swirskis. Okay. Uh, are, are there any... There are a couple of games maybe that I would uh, potentially uh, see as a potential bet. I, I did. I did happen to see there is a. There's one pick'em. Uh, Browns Panthers. Would you go? Would you take? Would you take that one? Ooh, Browns Panthers. I like the Panthers there because Baker Mayfield will be angry, right? Um, and it's, and who is the Browns it, starting quarterback? Jacoby Brissett, I believe. Is he? He is. They did land on Brissett. I think so. It seemed like that was an obvious choice, but uh, that's an over under at forty two. That's a very low points. That's a very uh, that's a lot of over points. under. Who do you like that game, Carolina or Cleveland? Um, I, I like the Baker, like, like you mentioned. I like the Baker Mayfield side of things. Yeah, I do too. And we have Christian McCaffrey, who is not yet injured. Right. Um, he may he may get a few plays in before he may he, he may last a few this season injury. again. Um, so I like I like I do I like Carolina there. Um, I that, the game that I think could be even more of a blowout than the spread indicates is the Ravens at the Jets. I just noticed that one. Ravens are only favored by only seven. Might, only a touchdown. Yeah, and I guess it's Joe Flacco probably too. starting for the Jets, but back at quarterback for the Jets. Um, the Ravens feel probably like they've been disrespected. Uh, they've um, been they were missed the playoffs last year. They haven't been really thought of in the same breath as the since because the Bengals made the Super Bowl. Um, the Steelers also made the playoffs over them last year. So I think 
the Ravens might be a little bit ready for um, to kind of prove themselves and show themselves to be a you know one of the top teams in the AFC again. So, um, and I don't think the Jets have uh, what it takes. <laughs> Anything at all yeah. on either yeah. side of the ball, especially with well, Flacco might actually be a improvement over Zach Wilson, but. Um, I think the I think the Angry Ravens. I like the Angry Birds. Uh, would uh, so I would say that I like the Ravens at uh, minus seven. And and the over forty four and a half. I don't know about the over under. I could see it being a thirty to three game or something like that. Be under. Well, that's another um, possibility of the uh, Ravens just covering the over by themselves, though, right? Yeah, that's true. It took me forty eight to seven or something like that they, they have um run up some games yeah they like to run it up um, they, don't, they don't mind running it up they don't they don't seem to have that uh, gentleman's agreement about they had a lot of they had a lot of injuries last year and a lot of players wanting to show back jk dobbins uh some receivers trying to work in with with lamar jackson i think lamar feels like he's been disrespected he wants a new wants a new contract so i could see the ravens really running it up on the jets by more than seven. I would be surprised if the Jets came close. But you know, you never know why they play the games. Yeah. yeah. I would I would um I would also definitely take the uh the, the Ravens in that one, minus seven. That seems that seems pretty easy. There's a similar game, I think, uh, between a, a good a decent to good team on the road against a very bad team. I guess there are probably two similar games. There's the Colts at the Texans, also play favored by seven. And then there's also the, um, the 49ers at the Bears, also favored by seven. Which of those do you think is a better bet for the favorite? Ooh. Hmm. Both, both have um, young quarterbacks, though, too. They're, they both have turned their uh, teams over for the 49ers-Bears um, to, to their next-generation quarterback. They hope we're going to yeah. be around for a long time, but they're not necessarily – knowing i mean they don't really know what they have yet right yeah, they don't know what they have yet in in drew that, land i would think that game might be more of a question mark <laughs> Trey Lance. Than, than this that game would be like a mid-season or so um but i don't think the bears are very good <laughs> typically no, the bears aren't very good justin fields maybe can turn around yeah. but i think there's i think like you said there's more uncertainty in that game for sure um i think we know the texans aren't going to be very good but right. i think we also believe that with Matt Ryan as quarterback instead of Carson Wentz, the Colts will be a better team uh, than last year. At least that's what most people were uh, saying. So, do you think that would, I, I would be more likely to pick the Colts uh, at, by, uh, by seven. winning by more than seven than the 49ers? Especially this, like you said, this early in the season. We don't know if Lance will have it all figured yeah. out. Yet. Um, well, wait, 40, the 49ers' defense is pretty solid and the bears mm-hmm. offense is not so good from what we know at least anyway um yeah like the colts texan seems like a more an easier bet um to take on uh, take the uh the colts as a favorite i think right even minus seven i think so too i think i would go that way uh as, as you did um what, what do you think about the um packers vikings green bay's favored by one and a half on the road that's I you know, the, the Vikings play the Packers tough usually at home. 
Um, that's the closest, other than the Pigham game, I think it's the closest spread yeah. of any of the games, which is a little surprising. The Vikings are a decent team, though, usually. I could see in who does Aaron Rodgers have left to throw to. He doesn't have any receivers. It's, it's, a, it's a good running game that um, Green Bay has. Um, that's a tough one. I think I would say I would think Green Bay would win in the Dome. Uh, uh, but Minnesota, it's at home. I don't know. Uh, I'll 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 take this. There's a one and a half points. I'll take I'll take Minnesota in the points. Really? Wow. I would uh, I would take Green Bay in that one. Like, Rogers always seems to like make receivers rather than like needing mm-hmm. to have a particular receiver to succeed. I don't think it really matters who they put around him. Like he's going to be okay. Um, I I like the under in this one maybe under forty seven. Forty seven. It's not uh, not a huge over under, especially for no. a team as uh, um, well as like pass heavy as they tend to be at least anyway. Um, for the for for Green Bay, but um, I think they're yeah, both running both running teams. Um, yeah, I might I might go with I might go, I might, I would yeah I would probably pick the under over the points I would not, rather than doing a point spread on that one but if you have, if I had to choose I would just pick differently from you I I I just do Minnesota yeah yeah at home first game of the season maybe Rogers isn't on the same page yet with his receivers um, we have you know Minnesota has higher quality receivers than. Uh, Green Bay does. Justin Jefferson have you know, but the but the quarterback may not be as strong though. I mean. No, but he's a system quarterback. He's competent. Oh. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins is, and I think they also have a better running back. Dalvin Cook, I believe, is better than Aaron Jones. Is very good as is AJ Dillon, but I think I I think at least without when he's not dinged up, uh, Dalvin Cook is one of the top three or four. Uh, running backs in the league, um, especially on fantasy roster. Right? Yeah, so um, this might be the best time to catch the Packers before they can get settled into things, like mid-season form. Yeah, yeah. There's always some interesting results in Week One that don't necessarily um, portend uh, much for the future of the season. There's a you know weird upsets, things like that, and but. Sometimes teams that win their first games do not really, you know, um, amount to much later in the year. There are some pretty weird games on this first week. I didn't really pay attention that much to it. I, I, I think one of those weird games as well is I like I like the um, the Miami uh, New England game. I think that could be interesting. Yeah, um, Miami at, at Miami at Miami New England at Miami. Uh, Miami is favored by three and a half. What do you think of that? Do you believe in the in the in the, in the Dolphins with Tua and Tyreek? The Dolphins should win the game. I don't. I don't. I still don't think Tyreek Hill's a very good fit there with Tua as quarterback. But I, I, I believe Tua is actually undefeated against uh, New England. What was that a starting? I believe Tua is undefeated against New England as starting quarterback. Is that right? I think he's three and zero. That's not bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that. Um, 
New England has like anything at all on offense, and and uh, I don't I don't know where they're going to get their points from what it seems like. Uh, that might be one to take the under on there, even at forty six. Under forty six, it could be. I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would bet on Miami, but I might take the under on that. Maybe Mike McDaniel's uh, new, uh, you know, offense with Miami is going to going to you know score thirty five points though or something like that and um, bust the over. But yeah, I don't. I that's a weird game too. I don't. It's what I wouldn't. I would take New England, I guess. Yeah, so I think they keep it close, at least of three and a half. That's a, that's if it were two and a half or two, something like that, I'd be more comfortable with Miami with a hook like that. I think might as well go with New England in the points. But with your theoretical money, yeah, my theoretical money. That's not one I would bet. If I had real money to bet, the bet the money I would bet would be on the Ravens, <laughs> Jets. Yes, <laughs> I think I think that's that, seems, one like, that, that seems like a safe bet. I don't. I don't really like any of these other ones as, nearly as much. Um, what is the um, Jags Commanders? Is that one you'd stay away from? Ooh, that's a that's an ugly game. Um, wouldn't watch it. Wouldn't bet on it. Bo- both probably a little bit better than they were last year. Um, commanders at home. Jag. Ugh. Why are we talking about this? Let's just go to a different game. <laughs> <laughs> A game that might be interesting would be the the Raiders and the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are favored by three at home against the Raiders. Again, at, in Los Angeles, there might be more Raiders fans than there are Chargers fans. Yeah, pretty likely, actually. Um, in the new stadium. Yeah. Do you like the, which 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 of these division rivals? Um, I think I don't. I don't know that I think very much of the Raiders yet. Um, we know the um, Justin Herbert's pretty decent uh, quarterback for for the Chargers. So um, I would the Raiders beat the Chargers last year when it when it really mattered to see who was going to go to the playoffs. It's true, but this is one I don't know that I'd want to bet on the outcome of the game. But I I would probably take the over on that. Ooh, the over that looks like a maybe a maybe a decent bet. Yeah, I think there's going to be I think it's going to be high scoring. If I, was, if I was betting, if I was forced to bet real money on it, I would, I would just uh, bet the over on that one. Bet the over. I think that's a good. Um, With theoretical good money, I would, I would probably, I would take the uh, Chargers minus three. I might take the Raiders with Devontae Adams uh, added to the uh, to Derek Carr's arsenal to throw to, because um, I think the Chargers they 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 won the off season apparently like they do like they've done so many seasons and then uh, I don't know if they really are what people want them to be, which is this, you know, powerhouse. So I'm, I'm, I, I like, so since basically since you went with the Chargers, I'm going to, I'm going to talk myself into the Raiders. Hmm. Uh, but I like also like the over rather than the under. I think my, my personal rule for Raiders is I don't believe they're any good until they've told me that they're pretty good. They've shown me they're pretty good. And I still am not going to believe it. Yeah. The Chargers know. are a better team usually, but the Raiders play the Chargers tough. So. It's one of those. Yeah. Are, there, are, are there any other games that you like to? I think I think the um, the Sunday night game looks like it should be interesting at least anyway because you never know how either team is really going to be until they show up. I think at least anyway, Tampa. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas. Tampa. Um, Tampa Bay is favored by two and a half in Dallas. Yeah. 
and in, in the jury jury's world. Um, Brady missed I don't think, the, most of the preseason, right? I don't think Dallas is as good as they were last year. I don't think Tampa is quite as good as they were last year. Um, everybody's a little bit older, a little bit more banged up. No um, more Gronk. That's that's a game that I, I would watch, but I probably wouldn't bet on though. But it, it should be interesting, right? I like I kind of like Tampa though. I think I think Brady will come out and play well, and I think um, I don't think Dak has as many weapons to throw to other than Ceedee Lamb this year. Um, maybe I would take maybe I would take uh, uh, take Tampa Bay because I think they'll win, and they might win by just a field goal. And if they win by a field goal, that would be that would be enough. So. Oh, not, you won't bet against the, the golden boy. I don't really like. I, I don't like Tom, but I'm, I'm trying really not to uh, use my uh, my heart or my uh, emotions on any of these uh, this time. So maybe I would. I will bet four teams that I usually would not bet for. So I'm gonna, I would um, go. With, I'd go with Tampa right here. So, so my guess on this one would be that the uh, the Cowboys like to seem like they give their fans uh, a lot of hope very early in the season before mm. they end up with injuries that crush their souls. Um, so I could, I could see the, the Cowboys winning this game by, you know, four touchdowns or something. And then, <laughs> and then just being awful the rest of the year. Like that's a fairly likely thing that, that happens with their seasons. Um, I would, I would take the Cowboys. I wouldn't actually bet this one that I would, uh, but I would watch the game. Okay. Same here. I'd watch probably just about any NFL game uh, since we've had, we've, we have, we've been without football for so long. Yeah. So if you had, if you're going to, let's say, say we set this up as a competition, we have to bet what three games. Okay. You have to make three bets. What are your three bets? As we said, I like the Ravens over the Jets plus seven. Um, that's one. I like. Or should we alternate just so we don't? Uh, or how? How do you want to do that? You know what? We alternate. Go. Go with your sec. Go with your first. Um, oh man, I, I I know like this is one of the things that um I think I don't like doing. I know you don't like doing either, but um I would I would take the Chiefs minus six. I would Ooh, okay. My my first one. I'm staying away from the Chiefs game. I I, I, I knew you would, but uh, um. So I did Ravens minus seven. I like I like Carolina in the Pickham game. Yeah, I like Carolina. That's Pick'em my second. Games are, are are easy to to go to like be like drawn to as a as a bet because it's not if the game as long as it doesn't end in a tie somebody wins. Right? Yes, <laughs> for the betting for the betting line anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, my it's my turn, I guess. Right. Let's see. I, I would do the um. I would do the uh, the over in the Raiders Chargers game would be my over Raiders Chargers. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And my third bet, I believe, I would make would be Colts Texans. I think the Colts will win them more than seven at the Texans. Um, so that's my third. I think uh, my third, I would take. Um, I'll t- I'd take the Packers uh, minus one and a half on the road against the Vikings. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we'll come back and see. 
and see how we see how we do uh, next week. Yeah. Well, that concludes this week's Warning Track Power Hour. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. I am Dr. Michael Warren. We are the Warning Track Power Hour. Please like and or subscribe to our various modes of delivery and communication. And we uh, look forward to uh, having you back uh, soon uh, with our next podcast, hopefully next week, uh, to discuss both of our of our certain victories in in, in betting and uh, the lines uh, for next week, and and any other topics that uh, might uh, that might pop up. Baseball is winding up, uh, getting to be playoff time almost. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about baseball as well. Um, until then, I bid you good day. Excellent. We could also talk about uh, any new monarchs or. Uh, yeah, we have. We, yeah, we we should we didn't bet. Yeah, we, we should bet on uh, <laughs> the length of Charles's reign. We will take a, we'll probably take a while to uh, we'll have to have many many years of this podcast probably. Yes. To so we'll see if we're still going at season uh, twenty seven to see if our twenty five year. year <laughs> yeah.